obviously last night, Super Bowl, uh, Chiefs pull off 25-22 win, and I think it was only the second overtime game in uh, Super Bowl history. To be honest, until probably beginning of fourth quarter, awful, boring game, mm-hmm. man. It was... It was like watching a preseason game with the, the, some of the turnovers, some of the just the dumb penalties. Like even Trent Williams had a drive where he back-to-back penalties. I mean, it was it was a hard, boring game to watch unless you like really love defensive football. But the defenses were playing were playing well. Yeah, I'm not going to lie about that for the first three quarters. But I almost felt like it was more on the mistakes. Both quarterbacks had okay numbers, especially in the first half. Purdy didn't throw an incomplete pass till a couple minutes left in the second quarter. Um, but they just self-inflicted wounds. CMC's fumble, Pat Mahomes threw a, a pick. It was just... A very a, uncharacteristic pick. Yes, it was just an ugly game to watch for a while. Um, and I just I was sitting there with a buddy, and I was like, man, hopefully the fourth quarter makes it worth it. It's a close game, so hopefully this fourth quarter will deliver. The fourth quarter definitely did deliver. Overtime yes. was, ex- is, was exciting. Um... Before we dive into the game as a whole, I kind of wanted to address because it's been like it's been everywhere early in the in the first half. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco fumbles, and then on the sideline, Kelsey's all fired up. He's kind of in Andy Reid's face. You got some people who are just like screaming like it's the most disgraceful thing they've ever <laughs> seen in their lives. You got, and then other people are like don't don't care. Andy Reid obviously didn't care. Um, where do you guys stand on this? I, I know what I, where I'm at, so I'm interested to see what you guys think about just the disgusting behavior out of Travis oh. <laughs> So I, I think that those two have a really great relationship, right? Working relationship. Um, more, I was more surprised because I felt like the Chiefs are always just super composed like in these moments. And to me, it was almost like for a few weeks now, Travis Kelsey's kind of comes unglued a little bit. I mean, he was smashing his helmet like what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It, it was just kind of surprising. Um, I So when you watched it, it was like, Jesus Christ, he about, I mean, if he would have knocked Andy Reid over, that would have been pretty, pretty bad look. I don't think it was a great look for him, but I mean, I think those two have a good enough relationship where he was like, yo, hey, he's passionate. He cares about what's going on. Uh, probably just the wrong approach to it. <laughs> right i, I mean I it was just was surprising. i don't know again it was one of those things where it's like oh man I, I don't know if you want to be over there ramming into your coach on the sideline at this i mean i understand it's, it is the super bowl it's a very emotional game i just andy reads like he looks so shocked that he was about to get his ass knocked down <laughs> you know whenever i don't even know if he it took him a minute to figure out what even happened there but I don't know. I, I feel like everything gets made to be a bigger deal online. So, yes, he. If you go back and you watch, he doesn't even really touch him. Touch, like he doesn't run into him. Andy. Reaches, you know, he's kind of fat and old. So like he almost is more caught off guard and off balance, and like almost falls. And then Travis Kelsey's like grabbing him, almost like, "Hey, don't fall over, man." I just want to. And, talk he's, to and you. he's clearly like fired up and yelling, but. He didn't. I saw an article that said he body checked. No, he, no, he didn't body <laughs> check him. And, and this is what drives me crazy. And I don't like to get too political on the show, but he did a commercial. Okay. And now everybody on one side of the spectrum hates him. 
Yeah. And it, he could come out and feed orphans and cure somebody of cancer on camera. And people would be like, he's a government plant. We hate him. <laughs> and it's just, and, and it is so annoying. And it doesn't even matter like what side of the political spectrum you are on. Like, both sides, people are so freaking annoying. Yes. <laughs> like, you, yep. he is fire. It is the Super Bowl. Okay. He's getting older. You don't know. You, you're never guaranteed to go back to another one as it is. Uh, he One, he wasn't in on the play, which is definitely, why would you not have him in down at the mm. goal line? Um, but he's fired up. And if Andy Reid doesn't care and they have a good enough relationship that you can do this kind of stuff, me and Justin have worked together and literally yelled at each other and fought, like screamed at each other yes. about things at work. It's work like. Yeah. I also think that there's something that a lot of, I guess there's, it seems like people under, don't understand as much anymore that between guys, like men, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Yes. And and I'm not trying to say like men, this women, that, but we don't take things nearly as personal. Like Correct. you come mm. over, body check me because you're pissed off that you weren't in the game and you want to win. Okay, we'll get over this. Yeah, like you know two what I mean? minutes later, yeah, I probably like, forgot. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. chest bumping each other because something <laughs> cool happened. Like it's okay. You know, we get fired up, we get passionate. I mean, it, it, it's one of those running joke things that you hear all the time. Like guys will go out in the parking lot and throw down then pick each other up, go in and grab a beer. Like it's just, it just mm. is what it is. Yes. So like to the, the people, I just, I was curious to see what you guys thought, what the chat thought in terms of, I'm just seeing it like he should have been bent, benched. So if he would have been, if it was a, that big of a deal to Andy Reed, because Andy Reed is the kind of guy he's, I, I, think if coach. It, I think if he really had took offense to it, he would have benched him. He came out, Travis Kelsey came out second half, had eight catches for 92 yards. Yes. He balled out. Mm -hmm. They focused on him. So whatever, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing that mic'd up. I'm pretty sure I know what he said because I'm pretty good at, uh, you know, lip reading. But <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw like a couple um, a couple minutes later, like Travis Kelsey went back up to him and like hugged him and said, sorry about that. And they like kind of like chuckled it off. And, and that's and, how But it of goes. course they didn't show that anywhere. No. Right. You know what I mean? So um, that's one of those things like I just, I, I just... It, I pretty much hate the, the universe in the world anymore. Like you just, <laughs> you have to base your entire opinion, like based on who you're going to vote for, for president anymore. And it's just so fucking annoying. <laughs> God, I hate it. I know, man. You can't it's, watch it's like, movies anymore. Boys. You yeah. can't watch football anymore. Like it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird one, but I can watch a movie that has somebody in it that I know that I might think they're a dumbass in real life, but they're sweet in this movie and I can still enjoy that movie. Sweet. I can watch a football player who maybe made a commercial I didn't like and still think he's a good football player and enjoy the football game. Maybe I'm the weird and one. I've said that to people before. <laughs> I've said, I'm not trying to be best friends with these guys. Yes. Like I'm not trying to hang out with them or whatever. It, it just... Enjoy the game. Just enjoy the freaking game. My mm -hmm. goodness, people. Yeah, so I was I was just curious to see what everybody's thoughts were on that. Um, the more that I thought about the game, the game in itself, um, I guess we'll, we'll talk about the Chiefs then, is where does this put Mahomes in your guys' GOAT category? We talked about it a little bit before the game. Like, was he already up there? I, Chiefs are officially a dynasty now. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, if they weren't already, they're officially a dynasty. I would have called them that to begin with yes. or before this, but yeah. Uh, but three and one in Super Bowls definitely looks a lot better than two and two. Mm -hmm. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, how long does the dynasty last? And can anybody catch them? Is anybody even close? I guess there's a lot to unpack there, but I guess so we can start with, is Mahomes your goat? Is he my goat? Is he the goat? Your okay, goat? Okay. So you want to answer it? So I think for like this group right here, 
us. Our generation's goat is Tom Brady. We grew up watching Tom Brady, hate him or love him. He was that dude. He was the dude that had the rings. He was the one that was always in the Super Bowl. There's a generation coming up of kids and younger guys and girls now that Patrick Mahomes is that guy. And I think that is he Tom Brady goat right now? No. But is he staking the claim to be there? Absolutely. I mean, the kid is 28. He's got three Super Bowl rings, three MVPs, and he lost one also. He's been in six straight AFC championship games. I mean, like if you really look at, and it's not like, oh, hey, I took less money. Like he was that guy for a lot of years. He was the dude. You know what I mean? I've never, to me, like when I watch Patrick Holmes, he's like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. Some of the stuff that he does is just phenomenal. So I don't think that you can say, oh, he's taken over Tom Brady is the GOAT, but is he on his way to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady played until he's what, 43, 44? This kid's 28. Mm-hmm. He's not even 30 yet. I it's mean, wild. If you, if you, to use the words of Tony Romo, it's the Patrick Mahomes mystique. Oh, God. Right. Well, that, How many times did we have to hear that BS on the broadcast? Luckily, I was, we had people at the house. I wasn't the volume listening. was low. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will, Tom Brady's still, I would say, the GOAT because he's the most accomplished over a span of time. He's got all the records, all the mm-hmm. Super Bowls. But I think you can say that, like, I think it's Patrick Mahomes is the best player that's ever played quarterback. I think, I think, yeah. I think you can say that already. That's, I think and you're, what he you're can, not allowed What he that. can do at that position is different than what other guys can do at that position. You know, it's, and, and they talk about it all the time. It's the athleticism. It's the arm angles. It's just, he's just so freaking smart yeah. out there. And whenever it came down to that overtime, when they got the ball back after the 49ers kicked that field goal, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but they kept showing Patrick Mahomes on the field after each play and the way he was like, just orchestrating the offense and instructing everybody what to do, where to go, what we're doing here on the field. And it's just a look in his eye. I don't know how to explain it, but I just saw a look. I'm like, they're going to freaking win this game because he's in the, like, that was a zone. Well, you could see the zone in his eyes. I knew they were going to win when uh, they kicked a field goal in overtime and there's two minutes to go essentially. And they had two timeouts. I was like, and then they just let him yeah. go four plays right down the field, just dump offs. I don't know what the Niners defensive strategy was, uh, or in regulation, what was the def- their strategy uh, in regulation when they go up three and there's a minute 43 left, I believe, and Patrick Mahomes has, t- has two timeouts? Why are you playing soft coverage and just letting him three plays? They were in field goal range. Took and it up. looked and it looked casual. Yeah. And they're n- it never looked rushed. It never looked like a two-minute drill. It looked like, oh, we're just – we're going to go down the field here and uh, no big deal. Like, what were they doing? Uh, Pastor Rob up here says, did they give Mahomes the MVP? Yes. I don't know who would get it, but OMG participation award. If I've ever, I'm guessing you might see one. <laughs> who else would you give it to? For the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, for the Chiefs, I don't Maybe know. Maybe their kicker? Yeah. When you have three Maybe. field goals, four field goals, and, and a record. The, he had like a little over half their points. Uh Mahomes was 34 of 46 for 332 yards, two touchdowns to pick, and he had a 99.3 quarterback rating and a 75.8 QBR. Pretty sure he had 60 uh, rush yards, too. 66. Yeah, and he had 66 rush yards. Like where, And one of them was like a, a huge scramble yes. late. Who else was the – I don't understand why this is considered a participation trophy. I, I mean – He did it against what's considered arguably – Top three defense in all of football. After the weekend we've had, too, as Browns fans, the last thing I ever want to hear again is participation trophy. <laughs> yes. So I, I don't I don't buy that for one second. I think he was definitely the MVP for the Chiefs. Now, if it were the 49ers, 
I th- I would have gone maybe somebody on their defensive side, Jawan Jennings. Yes. Yep. Um, I think CMC. You could CMC. Even, they, they, had, they had a few guys that were really yeah. contributing, and I feel like the Chiefs had kind of it was spread out. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Travis Kelsey was the leader, but you know, on the receiving end. But I mean, Rasheed Rice did some nice things. McCole Hardman did some nice things. Nobody, I mean, Pacheco did what he needed to do, except for the fumble on defense. I mean, Chris Jones was all over, you know, in, in Purdy's face. And I forget what, what's the one cornerback's name, McDuffie. That was a great they, play. They, they just had a lot of players play really well. But I think overall Mahomes, without him, you don't go down the field like that. You don't score those points. You don't win that game. Yes. He just always makes the right play. The scr- his scrambling, he's, you don't think of him in terms of like a, he's not a Lamar runner, not even really like a Josh Allen. But we've talked about it even if you go back to when the, uh, the Browns played him in the playoffs a couple years ago. His scrambling on third down. Yep. It's 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 crazy how he just keeps drives alive with his feet. He can throw on the run from every arm angle. Um, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if you can call him the greatest of all time yet in terms of career because he's so far behind in terms of what Brady finished with. Because Brady played twenty years, um, and Brady beat him in a Super Bowl. But if the guy plays fifteen more years like this, he's gonna dwarf every record. He's already yep. he's like, if you look at the first. So many um, years of their career, what he's played to so far compared to Tom Brady's, he's killing him in essentially every category. I think there's only like three guys, really. Like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes is right there now. Well, and that's one thing, if we're going to, you know, the whole GOAT discussion, I, I do like thinking of it more in eras too, because the game of football is so different right now than it was when Tom Brady was first starting out in his first 10 True. years in the game. I mean, it was run and defense and mm-hmm. then him just being able to pick part of defense underneath and all that kind of stuff where the, the chiefs can actually go to Mahomes and say, go win us the game, go, go throw for 300 plus yards. And I just, I, I definitely think what you said earlier is true. Like Brady's got to be the goat of our generation, but Mahomes of this generation is the goat already. I think. Oh, for, yeah, it's honestly, I don't even think there's anybody really that close. <laughs> I, um, like you, you'll hear Josh Allen, you'll hear yeah. this stuff, but I mean, not, not when it comes point. to <laughs> accolades and Joe, Joe Burrow always plays well against them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Joe Burrow, and I'm, this isn't a Joe Burrow hate session. Joe Burrow has the luxury of throwing to T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar chase. He has Joe Mixon, uh, Travis or, uh, Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl with the worst wide receiving core in football. McCole Hardman. Caught the game winner. They led the league in drops by like I'm pretty sure a significant margin. They 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 had the the worst wide receiver core in football. If this was the year to beat them, this was the year to do it. If you didn't sure. beat them this year, when are who this is kind of goes into my next point. How long does it last? They traded Tyree Kill two years ago and they won two Super Bowls without him. <laughs> right. And everybody thought they were done. Yeah. As soon you, as they traded Tyree Kill. They replaced Kill. Yeah. Tyree Kill. With Valdez Scantling, who can't catch a cold half the time. Most of the time. And Kadarius Tony, who, who is catches not a cold even, all the time. He's not even going to be in the league, probably. Right. And he just won back to back Super Bowls. Like, so who catches him? Who, well, how long does it last? Because, like, it's, I think it, it solidified the reason why the Browns made the move at quarterback they did. You're For not sure. going to beat this guy. And I'm not even For this sure. person that thinks, like, I think Brock Purdy is better than what most people like to give him credit for. 
you're not beating Patrick Mahomes with that. We like, talked about that before you got in here. We were talking about how you still need an elite quarterback. You have to. It's if, if, if ever we thought, man, maybe this was like almost like a changing of guard. Like if you have a great defense, maybe you don't have to have the top three, top five quarterback guy. I mean, well, that point's blown up because <laughs> <laughs> the same guy just proved again, like, hey, you need to have an elite. You have to have elite level quarterback play. If and this wasn't even like his it. best season. No, this is overall like the regular season. Patrick Mahomes had a down year, you would say. We but thought they were done. That's who I all wanted. year. That's who I yeah. wanted the Browns to play in the playoffs. I was like, if we could get the Chiefs somehow, I think we could. They're reeling. We could. We could take them. And then they just won the Super Bowl. Yep. yep. Um. They now they had a they had a good defense, and I thought Quincy Carrier made a good point on Twitter too. He said, "This kind of puts to bed the narrative that you can't pay your quarterback top dollar and still go win." Patrick Mahomes got half a billion dollars. Right. right. <laughs> Won two Super Bowls. Like, if your guy is that guy, yes, you can. I mean, he just won it with Scantling, Darius Toney. I mean, Rasheed Rice ended up being nice. Yeah. And he, I think he's going to go on to be nice. But, man, like, if they add a guy in free agency, you know they're going to. They're not going to waste Reed. They're not going to waste the last year or two at Kelsey. They're definitely not going to waste Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're going to go add somebody. And I think I saw they're very – they're in a good spot financially to go do so. I mean, it's going to – it goes through Kansas City until yep. – until it's it's just like it went through Foxborough and it goes through Kansas City now. Um, now, the Chiefs did have a great defense this year. They faced the number two, three, four, and six offense in the playoffs, which combined to average 28.3 points per game this season. And they held them to uh, – they averaged 15.8 against Kansas City in the playoffs. So, the 12.5 points under their average in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Their defense was very good. You give Pat Mahomes that kind of defense, yep. Yep. he's going to win Super Bowl. We thought they were super just kind of disrespected. Well, I felt like I've said it for a few weeks now, like their defense is really, really good, but you don't hear about them because Patrick Mahomes is on that team. Travis Kelsey is on that team. You have Andy Reid. Um, I think it's interesting. Chris Jones is a free agent. So I think if they want to keep something going there, they should probably. Adam Schefter said that he doesn't think Jones wants to leave. Right. But he would, if people just start throwing stupid money at him, it's. Hard to turn down stupid money. Stupid money is hard <laughs> yeah. to turn down for sure. But he, uh, he doesn't think Chris Jones wants to leave. Why would you want to? Right. If you keep winning Super Bowls, you're going to keep getting endorsements. You're going to keep legacy. Getting, yes, you're going to make your fame. money. You're going to keep getting contracts. Like you don't need to get a one one hundred million dollar contract if you can get three forty million dollar contracts. Like um, so, in that obviously the math is. I was just giving you an example. Yeah. Don't Idiot! Come, don't come at me. You know math. People. This isn't the math show. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Manly Bands. Browns fans, I have an exciting new sponsorship partner for you guys, and it is crazy how it all happened, okay? So I'm getting married soon. I went to pick out my wedding band. I did not know that the cost of gold was the highest it's ever been. So, you know, when the rings I, I liked and they pulled out of the case and showed me and I, I turned it over, saw the price tag, and they were $1,600. Yeah, I essentially crapped my pants and ran out of there. I hate jewelry stores. I hate the salespeople. I hate the selection. We went and again, true story here, seven different stores looking for a ring and all of them had the most pathetic selection imaginable for men. So I said, screw it. I went to manlybands.com and everything after that point was an incredible experience. Their selection is huge. 
all sorts of styles, materials. Guys, they have wedding bands made from Jack Daniels whiskey barrels, meteorites, and even dinosaur bones. They also have a huge selection of the tungsten rings that everybody likes, cobalt chrome, and gold. And the best part was the customer service was some of the best I've ever received. In a world of AI and bots, Manly Bands keeps it real with real freaking people. The whole experience was so awesome, I asked if we could advertise for them on the show, and here we are. Screw those jewelry stores and those salespeople. Manlybands.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for a whopping 25% off your order. Whether you've already got a band or you're getting married in the future, check out what they have. Also, you can order a free ring size guide, and they'll ship it straight to you. So you know exactly what size ring you need. And again, never step foot in a jewelry store. And also for you big fellows with the big hands, guys, they got rings up to size 20. Rings come with free engraving in the U.S. and they send you a free silicone band with your order. It's unreal. These guys are the best. Manlybands.com. Promo code DOGS for 25% off your order. So is anybody anybody in the AFC, who's the closest to, to taking them down? I don't. I mean, going into this year, I would have said, I think Buffalo's still there. I think Baltimore kind of Baltimore looked like a team that I thought that they were going to be extremely difficult to get out. I thought that they were going to be the team that, unfortunately, I was going to have to watch them win a Super Bowl. There's like the. It's hard for me to say that it's the Ravens and the Bills though when. We just watched that. Yes, I mean, the Ravens are loaded. All we heard from every single Ravens fan who couldn't stay out of our comments up until they lost, and all of a sudden, magically, they're gone. Yeah, I haven't Um, heard much. Yeah. It's very quiet. It's just how it's the best roster in all of football, and they couldn't beat him. If the Bills couldn't beat him this year, when are they going to beat him? I agree. You know what I mean? I think you'd have to – the Bengals, depending on what they keep together, they've kind of had the Chiefs number. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, the Browns. But it's yeah. it's gonna take Deshaun Watson being that guy that we paid for. If, if anything less, you saw the you saw what it's gonna take. And it's kind of I mean I guess the one encouraging thing is when the last time Deshaun Watson played Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, they were up big, and then the Houston defense just totally shit the bed, and Patrick Mahomes did his thing. But at least Watson was out there going toe to toe for a half. I don't remember how many points they scored in the second half. I don't know how many they scored, but I know how many the Chiefs scored, and it was enough to beat them. That um, game was crazy. But it it's gonna take it's gonna take top level QB play to go into Kansas City and beat that guy. So um, then you kind of shift to the other side. And Andrew Jackson had a um, a super chat up there. He said something is Shanahan the worst, like one of the worst big time uh, big game coaches. one of those, obviously, he was a a coordinator, offensive coordinator in Atlanta, but they're up 28-3 to and lost. He was calling plays. It's the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Uh, And both times with the Niners, he's had 10-point leads, and they lose. Um, I will say this. We are friends with a guy who's a huge 49ers fan, and he was telling me for the last two weeks leading up to this game, he was worried about Kyle. He didn't trust Kyle. Mm. He 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 looks at Kyle Shanahan almost as like a, a weakness of their team. Really? Yes. Like he's he thinks like he's good, but he he doesn't think he's like this the goat or like just this top level guy like the media and some people because he he watches him every week, follows him nonstop, and he sees some of the stuff he does in terms of clock management. 
their injuries are so high, he thinks, because someone like using Debo as a running back and then wondering why he's getting hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? Like his usage, he just like he doesn't he just plugs and plays people. He doesn't take into account like body and, and all that kind of stuff, usage. Um, he runs them into the ground. Like he's I'm not gonna say he wants them fired, but he's not like this guy that he thinks is completely untouchable. And I've kind of mentioned this before. Somebody uh, I said something on Twitter last night, like, at what point do you have a conversation about Kyle Shanahan? And they said, Stefanski's just Shanahan light. And I said, I'd make the argument that Stefanski is better. He's done, at least in terms of win percentage, more with less. Kyle Shanahan, yeah, when he was in Atlanta for a year, had the MVP in Matt Ryan. Yep. Had Julio Jones. Did they have Roddy White then? I don't remember if that, or if that was. I th- did they have Ridley, though? They had Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Julio Jones. Uh, MVP, Matt Ryan. Okay. Dan Quinn's the head coach who obviously knows defense. Great defensive guy. When he's been with the Niners, they're freaking loaded. Yeah. They're of course he made the Super Bowl. The NFC is trash. He, they have the most complete roster in football. It's, it's arguably not even close top to bottom. It's the best roster in football. Of course he wins lots of games and he has postseason postseason success, but man, CMC at one point had nine carries. Ray's texting me like, run the freaking ball. <laughs> you got, you have the guy who just went offensive player of the year and you're not giving him the, the ball. Rushing and it was working. The, yeah. the rush attack was working. Oh, was for it C- ever? Yeah. I, I don't know. So it, like at what, where's, where's the narrative going to change about him? Because I feel like he can do no wrong in, in terms of the media's eyes. I mean, San Francisco is not going to fire him. I mean, no, you, you know you, what I mean? You know what I, you can't, I don't think you could fire him. But right. Is he going to learn? Because again, when I said I, I can make the argument, Kevin's better. Kevin and uh, I believe Kevin and Kyle's win percentage are, are very close, like very, very close. And obviously Kyle has the postseason success. He's had the way better rosters. Okay. Kevin has done it with rosters that on paper should have been good, but he had tons of injuries dealing with backup quarterbacks and they win at least the same percentage of games and Kyle Shanahan without his, his starting quarterback is 30 games under 500. And one thing that I couldn't help thinking last night was, you know, they played the chiefs a few years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo and they came up short. So it was get rid of Jimmy, spend all these draft picks, go draft Trey Lance. We have to get that elite quarterback, right. To beat Patrick Mahomes, to be able to win this game. And then they don't even use Trey Lance, trade him away, bring in Brock Purdy, go to the game, and come up short again. So at what point is it your quarterback's issue, and what point is it your coach? To me, they were on their way to winning that Super Bowl. I think that muff punt was completely a momentum change. At one point, I was like, well, Kansas City is pretty much, they're, they're toast right now. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. I felt like that that they were just kind of defeated. And then that that punt was huge. You think about even at the beginning of the game, the CMC fumble, even though it didn't matter, you come out with points there. It really came down to a mixed uh, missed extra point. It was blocked, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, blocked, extra, blocked point. extra point. You know, you have a CMC fumble. There was just points that were left off the board and opportunities and just... I felt like when they made mistakes, they were just so critical that you look back on the entire game at the time, it didn't matter. It's like, Oh, Hey, Kansas city didn't score any points either. But you look back at the entirety of the game. You're like, 
that, that they had them beat. Yeah, it, they, they dominated the game basically for three quarters and lost. Yeah. Um, where do you guys, how much stock do you put into the, the story that the 49ers players didn't know the overtime rules? Did you see what Armstead and, said? And then you hear the Chiefs guy came out and said, every week in the playoffs during meetings, we had mm-hmm. OT rules covering and strategy, strategy. Yeah. for oh, overtime. I didn't catch that. That's every interesting. week in the playoffs. And they said they did it twice during Super Bowl week because they had two weeks to prepare. And there's 49ers players who didn't even know the new rules. Shanahan came out and said he wanted uh, – they kicked – because they wanted to have the third possession in case they scored and Kansas City matched. They wanted to have the ball with a chance that any score would win it. But, like, I, I, if you go down and you only get three, or even if you get seven, now the Chiefs know they got four downs every play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, they got four downs every play. The clock then essentially doesn't matter because each team, you get your possession. So, like, you heard some people were confused. Uh, Tony Romo was saying, like, this is just, like, the first quarter. Yeah. Right. And it's because they get their full possession. They had they it, The clock didn't matter. So, it would it just would have went to basically quarter number two of overtime, and they could have kept going. So, uh, kicking it made no sense to me. I'm with you on that. Yep. Everything and, and, I've and heard about that. that. And does the players not knowing the rules, is does it really matter – Probably you probably told him what to do. Like you, you went and got him, and you told him what you wanted to do. It, it's a coin toss, but it kind of shows to your preparation, right? When you're selling him at the coin toss, yes. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's just I don't know. So we're, I mean, were you surprised by the decision at the coin toss because they won the coin toss? Were you thinking almost like a college football approach where you're like, we want them to go first, we want to we want to take defense first because it really doesn't. And with the new overtime rule, it doesn't matter if they score a touchdown, you still get a possession. Yes. I so, would ca- I so you're saying ca- just, yeah. And just because I, I didn't really catch all the new overtime rules. So say, say the 49ers uh, kick the ball, chiefs go and they fumble or they throw an interception for ers get the ball, go down and scores. That, that's game that's over, it. right? That's, that's done. It. So that's yeah. another reason for me to want to give the other team the ball first. Like I'll give you the first chance to make a mistake. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and it's, I, a, it's a lot easier too to sit here the next day and go, oh, uh, you know. Well, if you know the, it, you but think, I get what though, you're it's saying. It's been the yeah. rules all year, though. Right. So you would think, like, especially you have two weeks to prepare. You'd be sitting with your coaches, coming up with a strategy. Just in yeah. case, it's not it's not sudden death in you. Obviously, five years ago, you take the ball. Yes. You know what I mean. You take the ball. Um. So, uh, make sure we pin this this guy's stuff about defense play. We're going to get to this stuff, the award. So I want to make sure we cover this because I'm a little bit stunned. Uh. So then, so with, yeah, the Shanahan stuff, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, again, it, it, what, what else does the guy need? Like, so now, and if he says, well, I need elite level quarterback play. Well, Brock Purdy played, played pretty elite. Pretty darn good. I thought he played well. Yeah. Okay. He, he played pretty well. He was MVP discussions all season. Two, yeah. you went and traded for the guy who was supposed to be your Mahomes beater and you got rid of him. So After it's three starts. Yeah. So it's um, like, there's obviously a lot of good out there in San Francisco, but they got things to figure out at the same time. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's rough. Yep. Um, so then with this transfer, you kind of go into the fun side of the game. Where would, what was your guys' favorite commercial? Go I know ahead, mine Justin, is I, right off the top of my head. Mine's state farm with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was awesome. It was great. I think that was my favorite one. The, uh, when he was just like, she's going into labor. That was it for me. <laughs> I thought that was a classic, classic commercial. Very good. 
Uh, my favorite one, not even close, is on different. Was the one with Michael Sarah. Oh yes, God, I forgot about that when one. He says, "Yeah, let my cream moisturize." Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that and, one and was then he's solid. Like standing yeah. at the end, and he's like, "Get it?" Because my name is Sarah, and they're just like, "No, no, no." It's good <laughs> to me. It that was, was good. that was the best. Like that was yeah, that was excellent. You get some of those super bad like throwbacks and stuff. Yes. That was that was pretty good. I. The one that kind of stood out to me was the Aubrey Plaza and um, uh, the what's the guy's name? Uh, Ron Swanson guy. Yeah, Ron Swanson. Why can't I think of the actor's name? Shoot, Nick but Offerman. It, yes, there you go. But I thought that was pretty cool. Whenever he popped up at the end, I'm like, oh, I like this. You know, yeah. as a I, Parks and Rex fan, the Christopher Walken one. I got to go back and watch it. I missed it. I went into the surprise the kitchen and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and missed that one. Uh, but yeah, the the Michael Sarah one made me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quoting that one for a while. Um, and then what'd you guys think of the halftime show and chat? What'd you guys think? I'll go first here real quick okay. because Megan had just gotten home from work and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go jump in the shower. She's like, don't pause it right here. I want to watch the halftime show. I'm like, Oh, okay. We'll watch the halftime show real quick. And it came out. And when Usher first started, I was like, it doesn't sound very good. Like the, the audio and everything, Hello? it didn't sound all that great. I was like, I hope this gets better. And it got better. Like mm-hmm. we were sitting there on the couch and we were just saying, I think everybody in their thirties right now watching this is having a blast. Yes. And, and I'm, he's singing songs. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I listened to this in like sixth grade. This is unreal. I thought it <laughs> I was feel so old. <laughs> I thought it was all bangers. Like every song that he, he sung, I was like, man, this is another really good one. I thought it started off a little slow. Like, uh, yeah. but by the end of it, I was like this, I think right as Alicia keys kind of came on, I was like, here we go. Yeah. It's, it's coming alive. It started a little slow. I mean, it wasn't bad. No, first, I can appreciate for the first time in what feels like a while. Two people were out there actually singing and sure. I feel it's yeah. usually just straight and lip syncing. By the end of it, I, I came to understand that. Okay. He was moving across the field from one set to another, to another. So the transitioning and Hey, audio problems, right? We have those. So I, <laughs> I totally understand they're doing it live and it definitely got better. It, it did. I don't even like Alicia Keys. I'm not a huge Alicia Keys fan, but when she came out and they were doing their thing, I was like, okay, it's picking up. And yeah. then get, I was like, are we gonna get Luda? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did the same. We were sitting on the couch. We're like, we're both at the same time. Luda. And then he came out and I was like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is sweet. Like, uh, I was, I was pumped for like the ludicrous was the, the cherry on top for me. Uh, so I thought it was good. The good halftime show. It, it wasn't fitty Eminem. No Snoop Dogg. But Bruno, I think Bruno if, Bruno if you go back like there. the last four or five Bruno years, Mars is good. if you go back like the last four or five years, I would put this at like second behind the Eminem 51. Well, don't ask like, uh, anybody like out of our age gap group because i've i've i got a lot of feedback today and uh man, here's the uh, thing is it, it's the same thing <laughs> i know Listen. where's tom petty at where's the rolling yeah, stones it's, at? It's, it's the super bowl <laughs> halftime show like people i guarantee you my, if my dad watched that it was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life it was just so call stupid. bono back up and get you two <laughs> back out like, there uh you can't the, you're never gonna make you can't even make everybody like one group happy and one group okay one group is going to be happy and the other group is going to be the NFL's awful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but, and all those people said they were boycotting the NFL three years ago, but here we are. They're still watching. Right. That's right. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good halftime show. I, I enjoyed it. And like you guys said, by the time you got to the end, you had Lil John yeah. and you had, and you had Ludacris out there. Like it was good.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.